Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? Ahoy hoy, Christopher. We are, for the very first time I think in our history, uh, recording this show on a Sunday afternoon at around about five o'clock and uh what i usually like to do around about this time is uh help my partner cook a an award-winning roast now she's very good at, at cooking a roast oh, um, it's always chicken always chicken um and we always have uh, delicious uh, spuds with it um roasties and a bit of edge on the side and i've absolutely mistimed uh, the cooking of it this time, and I am—I'm I'm just basically chowing through an entire roast dinner while broadcasting the Bronze Man podcast. <laughs> so, um, so, so in many ways, uh, you all get to enjoy a delicious roast dinner. <laughs> oh, it's like a, a piece Sunday. of Pete Donaldson's roast dinner, yeah. char-grilled, burned to pieces. Is <laughs> part of you, dear listener. I, uh, oh, it's I, good though. It, looks it, good. it does look I'm all right. Kind of envious. It does look all right. I, and um, I've also I turned on the heat in in my cabin, and I went away for a day and I've come back and I left the heating on and it's really hot in oh, here so God. I'm eating a big roast uh, in a hot box uh, and I have I had um, a pint of beer earlier on I had uh, two pints of beer in fact and I um, didn't feel very well now. after them I've not been Brand drinking five pints of beer I dra- I, um, <clears throat> I've not drank for like a couple of weeks and uh, whoa I feel like um, you know when people <laughs> just bang into heroin and they go and then they and they 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 manage to sort of really hurt themselves because they think that they can handle a certain amount of heroin, but they can't. Um, I feel We've like that. There. I feel like I've just had too much. Uh, I had too much. Just just one beer absolutely hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I'm going home. It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish. This. Well, while you're having your roast dinner and beer mm. in your hot sauna yeah. cabin, do you know what I've got for my dinner? What have you got for your dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that <laughs> You've got so many bags of popcorn. Why did you buy so many bags of popcorn, you weirdo? <laughs> I'm staying in a hotel and they just give out popcorn. So I've got popcorn for dinner. Yeah. yeah good for you, though, popcorn. Is it? Yeah. When I, is it, it one definitely of the, is. It's one of the better crappy snacks, but it's still a crappy snack. It is a great source of fibre, and <laughs> I will not have you fiber. slagging off popcorn. It's so good. Like, I was talking to Nicholas Petas, the dude, the kickboxing 
karate champion, master of Japan, mm. bestest fighter ever. And he was like, eat popcorn, it's good for you. So I'm doing mm. that, I'm following his word to the letter, just as I did in the fight when I completely ignored him <laughs> while he was shouting at me in the ring yeah. for 20 minutes. Eat popcorn. And I wasn't listening to him at all. Um, <laughs> what stuff. a muppet. You know, when I was in that fight, I was, I was talking to the, someone about uh, the fight, the chess boxing match mm. the other day. And I realised during the fight, your trainer obviously can shout advice, and Nick yeah. was shouting throughout. Hit like, him, do him a in chest. Face. Hit, hit him again, hit him some more. I, I don't know what he said. I wasn't punch, wasn't listening. punch the queen, punch the king. <laughs> or who I was listening to. <laughs> I, do you know? Yeah, you're not allowed to give any chess advice, unsurprisingly. Oh during yeah, chess boxing. I guess it gets Instant a little bit. Who wants to be a millionaire? Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, during the fight, I was listening to uh, my competitors. <laughs> uh, his like instructor, his trainer, right. uh, the guy I was fighting, PJ. I was listening to his instructor mm. to sort of preemptively hear what, what? was coming my way. <laughs> what he was like, right, hook, right hook now. I was like, yeah. right, I know what's coming. A right hook. <laughs> so I don't know if that's wrong. I'm new to the world of boxing. Yeah, I've, I've had like three months training, but like that was how I played it out. Is that I, I is that why they, they they instantly sort of box your ear so you can't hear anyone's trainers? Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I mean, I guess if you're shouting something really specific, you're going to be in a situation where the other fighter can see, hear you, hear what you're saying. So what what are exactly. they playing at there exactly? Ridiculous, ridiculous. And what I will say as well is during the chess mm. you, you you know we, you have to wear headphones yeah. and i was wearing um earbuds to block the noise and headphones on top of that yeah and they did like, they didn't they did fuck all really <laughs> they were blasting out like beethoven's fifth symphony right i was really distracting <laughs> trying to listen to beethoven <laughs> playing chess about three hundred thousand people yeah but also just the sound of everyone which you could hear anyway everyone was screaming and shouting and you could hear them the headphones did nothing yeah because I, I could hear <laughs> when something bad was going to happen or when you know i put a, f- a foot wrong on the chessboard i could hear right. and i was like oh shit i shouldn't have done that but i just Whoops. sort of look at that and i sort of go well i i would think that if you're if you're playing chess like wh- why <clears throat> why wouldn't why would you need headphones like i never asked you this before like why would you is it just to block out the sound because surely you could still hear the sound of that many people in an auditorium screaming their lungs out well i mean you yeah you can hear like screams and shouts mm. and i can hear the commentators saying a few things they have to be careful what they say mm. but they can only like commentate after you've made the move yeah but like, i think if you, if i wasn't wearing headphones i might be able to hear someone being someone in the crowd going queen to h3 and i'll be like oh yeah queen to h3 <laughs> so i don't know it's, it's one of those things yeah i don't know if i'll have to do that again probably not but uh, <laughs> anyone listening who wants to get into the world of chess boxing i'll yeah. give you some invaluable advice there. yeah i guess people As would i mean because you can control the trainers and control the teams and stuff and you can kind of levy punishments there and then but uh, obviously you can't stop me in the crowd shouting Fucking get the horsey, move the horsey, C3. Get the horsey, move it to C3. Flip the board, flip, flip the board over. Flip it. Actually, uh, I forgot, actually. The um, the guy I was fighting, Overt Flow PJ, he said before the fight yeah. that in the event he would lose, he was going to flip the board over. <laughs> and he didn't do that, and that's a terrible shame. Oh. But then I didn't checkmate him, so maybe he was under the assumption that if I were checkmating him, then he would do it. He would do Don't it. Right, okay. So he we'll promised you. He promised you he was going to flip the what in anger, and he was just going to start wailing on you. He was going to st- yeah, in anger, scream, and drama, wet and himself. Right. Okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but 
There you go. The, he got knocked out in a fight two weeks before I fought him, right? Right. By Fa- I think it's a guy called Faze Temple. Is that allowed? Like, and what, knocked out as in, like, to bits? Like, you know, on the floor? Oh, in boxing. They had a, he had a boxing match. Whoa. And he got hit in the face. Are you allowed to box PJ that soon after? If you've, if you've been knocked out? The old uh, concussion protocols at et al.? No, you're not. But chess boxing's governed by different rules. Oh, that's cheeky, so, isn't it? That is cheeky. It is a bit cheeky. So you're playing but, an absolute drunkard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got knocked out by this phase temper guy, and phase temper himself got knocked out yesterday by KSI. So right. the circle is complete. Nice. Okay. So I you're don't really watch KSI? boxing, but I yeah yeah sort of yeah. That's how yeah. it works. Okay. Fine. Exactly. Oh, we just draw a line under it right yeah, there. True. Into the comment of the week or the story of the week from Louise from mm. Manchester. Hello, chess champion Chris and podcast pro Pete. Being a huge fan of the podcast and Chris's YouTube channel, I know about Japanese gratitude and gift giving, but I never thought I would experience it myself, especially outside of Japan. In November, I was in New York with my sister. It was the first time either of us had been to the city, so we were doing all the touristy things, mm. including seeing the Statue of Liberty on a ferry tour. When we got to Lady Liberty, there was an older Japanese lady with her daughter trying to take a selfie with the statue. Being a nice northerner, I offered to take their picture for them. I snapped a few photos, gave the daughter a phone back and promptly forgot all about it. About ten minutes before the end of the tour, as the boat was heading back to dock, the daughter approached me and said thank you so much for helping me make a lovely memory of me and my mother. Please Aww. take these. And she gave me a pack of Meiji Hello Panda biscuits. Aww. I've never experienced such a small random act of kindness before. And after a less than smooth holiday, it genuinely made my year. Mm. Louise from Manchester with a mouthful of Meiji Hello Panda biscuits, <laughs> which I've never eaten, but I'm sure are thoroughly delicious. They look a little <laughs> bit like animal biscuits, I think. You know, they remember those Cam- Cadbury's oh, ones, maybe. Or, they, yeah. or maybe like a tiny Farley's Rusk or something. I don't really know. But I would say that if she, if these are two Japanese people and they're on holiday and they're in New York and they're on a ferry or whatever, um, have they brought those like biscuits with yeah. them? Or have they That's gone a to a point. or have they gone to a super special supermarket to buy them? I, I don't like it. Just it, it just seems like someone has has gone. All the way around the world, and then it's like us going to, I don't know, China, and then, you know, bringing some custard Take creams. Take Monster Munch. Yeah. Monster, well, yeah. I mean, that would be sensible, because Monster Munch are delicious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those biscuits are pretty pretty pedestrian, aren't they? I mean, I <laughs> think they must have taken them with them. Yeah. Because I don't think you get Maisie chocolate biscuits easily in New York. So. I've seen them in... Uh, it's pretty much every kind of Chinese or Asian supermarket has them. Because they're really easy to be uh, transported around the world. <laughs> well, I'm, well, what I'm annoyed about is I've taken literally a thousand photos for everyone yep. in Japan over the last ten years. Yeah. Where's my Maisie chocolate? <laughs> Why do I get nothing? Why do you get nothing? No. That's a good point, actually. It's a good point. No good deed should go unrewarded. No. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> get me my major chocolate. Um, but anyway, major chocolate aside, what's going down in Japan this week? Why is Gwen Stefani in the news, in the news. all over my Twitter? All over your Twitter. If I, oh, God. This would be a fun one because there's <clears> just so many just ridiculous comments about this. Um, Gwen Stefani. Mm. Thinks but, she's Japanese. Yeah. But also, it got blown up and made into a big deal, even though. It's just Gwen Stefani being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Over to you, Pete. Lead, lead well, the charge. I mean, she is very much... Um, I would say she 
is on the back foot after her use of the Harajuku girl, uh, girls back in the day. Do you remember she had those two lasses who were kicking around um, dressed as Harajuku girls and, and, and she would sort of call them out in, in her shows, uh, in, her, in her shows and in, in her music and stuff. So she's been criticised before for, um, you know, adopting the persona of someone who isn't <clears throat> uh, a white American woman. And she, instead of keeping her head down, Staying out of the conversation, she's uh, she's gone over two feet, Chris. She really has. Uh, she's faced uh, widespread backlash after claiming I'm Japanese. Uh, in an interview with Allure magazine <laughs> released on Tuesday, Estefani, who is of Irish and Italian descent, uh, when promoting a beauty brand, she said, "My God." I'm Japanese, and I didn't know it. Uh, She described the influence Japanese culture had on her childhood when her father, who was Italian-American, worked for Yamaha and travelled between uh, California and Japan. That was my Japanese influence, and that was a culture that was so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic, with so much attention, art and detail and discipline, uh, and it was fascinating to me. Uh, She uh, told the Alua editor, uh, who is Filipino-American, which, I mean, mean, it's the sort of thing, you know, white people feel comfortable saying in front of other white people – I mean, it's astonishing that she felt comfortable saying that uh, in front of someone who's clearly of Asian descent. Um, Stefani described her father's stories of Japanese street performers cosplaying as Elvis Presley and women with colourful hair and said that when she grew older, she travelled to Harajuku, uh, known for eclectic clothing stores and cosplay shops, uh, and she basically, uh, which served as the inspiration for her fragrance line, Harajuku Lovers. Uh, she said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. <laughs> and then... I don't know, it's, it, it's it, all a bit of a non... It's all a bit overblown i did a tweet saying something to the effect of oh gwen stefani's been to harajuku six times mm. and calls herself japanese yeah i uh, my problem with gwen stefani is every time she talks about japan it's just harajuku and that just fucking yep. annoys me the most it's like me and crappy, in the love hotel district of Shibuya. gentrified shit no 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 <laughs> harajuku is the shopping district right and it's just this gentrified crappy boring area you've been there right yeah. You've been a Harajuku. Just a lot of you a Harajuku girl. Waffles. Just a lot of waffles and people. It is, yeah. <laughs> In fact, ironically, Harajuku is the least Japanese bit of Tokyo. It's very much American influenced. Yeah. And I, anyway, but I, you know, lost people waddling in all sides, and it's just not really an interesting story. I was, I, I kind of regret doing my tweet about it because some people were sort of being defensive and sort of saying that no one in Japan cares. I mean, most Japanese people don't give a toss what Mm. Gwen Stefani thinks. If anything, uh, from videos I've seen, I think most Japanese people are happy that that she likes Japan so much. Japanese people love it when a Western person praises any aspect of their culture and whatnot. But... uh, I don't know, really. Yeah. I just find it all a bit overblown and ridiculous. <laughs> I just find her music a bit annoying. Honestly, I think her, the song, what is it? Hollaback Girl. That song is one of five songs that makes me want to hack my fucking ears off with a bone <laughs> saw. And that's that's all you need to know about Gwen Stefani. Mm. Although a friend of mine installed her sound system, and he said she was very nice. I'm sure she put is. Her sound, put, her, put her speakers in her house. She still she with, said um, she's nice. She's still so. with um, Garvin Rosdale from Bush. Or is that is that a is that a distant clean. is that a deep and distant uh, past? Situation? Did you ever interview Gwen Stefani? Did she never interviewed Gwen Stefani. Never interviewed her ex-partner or partner, um, Gavin Rosdale. No, not really. No, what didn't really sort of come up really. Ugh. Though, though, I used to be very fond of the early No Doubt tracks, and uh, I don't, don't speak. I don't think you can, it's I, my well, life. I don't think uh, you can really. Uh, you can't go far wrong with Don't Speak. That's an absolute banger and a half, isn't it? 
we we forgive we forgive we Gwen forgive Stefani. Gwen Stefani for her <laughs> silliness. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that Japan is quite unique in that they re they really usually don't give a shit about this kind of caper. Uh, so you have to really go no. some. You really have to go some to uh, get people's backs up. <laughs> so well done, her. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no. And we're all fucking little weebos. I'm this. a little weebo. I feel the same. I don't feel like I'm. I would never go go on a microphone and say I'm Japanese. But you know, I'm a little. I'm a little nerd. I like Japan. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> I think I don't. I mean, I I don't know if I, I wasn't really there in the room during the interview. Mm. I don't know how she said it. If he's mm. like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm Japanese. That's a very different thing <laughs> from being like, I am Japanese. Yeah. Which is just a don't stupid the comment. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But I think, I think um, you know, I can understand why some Asian, Asian Americans would be sort of angered yeah. by that. I'm right. Given all the cultural aspects. But yep. I don't know, bit of a bit of a ridiculous story. And I'm sure Gwen Stefani's probably like, fucking hell. Oh. How did me say that stupid sentence? <laughs> I can't believe so this has problems. happened again. <laughs> you know, the only time I think I can recall... Uh, cultural appropriation scenario that justifiably uh, or, or that actually riled up Japanese people in particular was the Kim Kardashian mm. use of uh, using the word kimono, kimono yeah, for those yeah. for those tights or whatever because mm. that was taking an aspect of Japanese culture mm. aka the kimono popular celebrated item of clothing worn at special events throughout the year treasured cultural historic clothing and then just branding it as like some shit underwear yeah in the in the US and in time <laughs> with you know in time 10 years down the road if she had actually done them and mm. sold them then millions of people in America growing up might think kimono equals Kim Kardashian's clothing brand as mm. opposed to a wonderful aspect of Japanese culture mm. and that's the situation where I find cultural appropriation really just shit and annoying and <laughs> and there was a, a, a backlash in Japan over that yeah. But other than that, I've never seen any Japanese people angry of anyone doing something like this. And the whole Harajuku girls thing, while a little bit weird and creepy and odd, and I think it's very strange, mm. but I guess she just has a deep appreciation for Japan and it manifests itself in that way. Although she probably also worked out it equals money mm. by pandering to that. Yeah, I've always found the Harajuku girl thing a bit weird. Yeah, But Japanese people love that and they like that Gwen Stefani comes over and sings some crap songs and has some Japanese dancers so. I'd, I'd like to see her sort of like just like rotate you know what I mean like sometimes they're Harajuku girls sometimes they're Gurkhas sometimes they're <laughs> a man from Romania sometimes they're, they're, they're a Frenchman like just rotate you know just sort of go and I feel Nepalese I feel German yeah just rotate a bit yeah Harajuku girls and uh, and, the, an old, an old, and an old Romanian man. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. I don't know. There you go. That's mm. our thoughts on that. All right. Cool. Nothing good. Nothing bad. Nothing but good. Nothing I did bad. see some. <laughs> I did see some friends sort of talk about Gwen Stefani. I'd have been bullying them all week. Uh, <laughs> I won't name names, but I've right. been sending them. I've been sending them Gwen Stefani songs. <laughs> um, I forgot Gwen Stefani's even a thing. She hasn't made a song in a long time. She's been quiet, hasn't she? Get yeah. back to that. Yeah. Go on, Gwen. Get mm. back to some songs. Yes, please. But just don't use those bloody Harajuku girls. We'll be mm. back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions <laughs> in the fax machine. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dolson? We got a message from Jonathan from Calgary, Canada. Hello, Potato Pete and Chip Chris. Here in Canada, the government has recently started a ban on single-use plastics like straws, shopping bags, etc. Uh, Does Japan have any kind of ban on single-use plastics yet? And have they uh, adopted those shitty paper straws yet? (laughs) (laughs) I was in Uh, the cinema last night and uh, I was watching uh, a film. That's what you do in the cinema, isn't it? And I, uh, I had a, yes. I had a, I had a, um, a what do you call it? What were you watching? I had a milkshake. I was watching a film. Oh, lady used to be in Peep Show. Then she played the Queen, I think. Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Olivia Coleman's recent one where she's, I think it's in Margate or something, where she works in a, a cinema. Yeah, it was all right. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you haven't sold me it's on that fine. film. I know it's. I know it's directed by Sam Mendes of right, 1917 yeah. and Skyfall yeah. fame. It's fine. <laughs> but you sold it as Olivia Coleman in a cinema. Olivia Coleman in a cinema. I'm so, in a cinema watching Olivia Coleman in a cinema. Is Beautifully one to ten palindromic. I'll give it a seven. There. I watched a film called Triangle of Sadness, and that oh, was exceptional. Really good sounds. film. Go and check it out. Um, I. Oh, what was the name of the director? Oh, I can't remember. Sam Mendes. Damn. Swedish. Awesome. <laughs> Damn Swedish director. <laughs> Just Sam Mendes, isn't it? Go yeah. watch that. Triangle yeah. of Sadness. What was the question? <laughs> plastic straws. I mean, it's good to get rid of plastic, but I hate paper straws. Mm. Literally just yesterday, I went to a Costa Coffee. I bought some sort of smoothie drink, innocent smoothie. Came with a paper straw, and I thrust it into the, the little seal to you know pierce through and, and get the sweet juice through within. And then the straw just sort of imploded into mm. a mess, and I couldn't open my fucking drink. I was desperate to have because oh, this goddamn paper straw. So if you're going to have paper straws, make them good. They are taking over in Japan, though. They are. They've really recently started popping up in the last few mm. months. And also, 
where like 7-Eleven, Lawson, Family Mart would have their coffee with a straw. Now they've just got rid of like straws altogether for iced coffee and you just sip it out of the cup right. without a straw at all, which I would suggest is the best it's solution better. of all. But yeah, mm. there you go. One mm. um, <laughs> way, that's, that's the... Don't let that get in the way of your trip to Japan though, Jonathan. No. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. But there'll, there'll, there'll be a way to drink. Bring it on, uh, Hi, Chris and Pete. Greetings from the West Country, uh, which is where I am now. I'm interested to hear about the various subcultures that are so very different from the normal Japanese way of life, such as Visual K, Itasha, and Gyaru. Uh, how are these subcultures viewed by the general Japanese public, and how common are they to see in public at all? Many thanks. All the best, Simon. I that's a good question actually we've never really touched on this mm. what do you know about Visual K and Gyaru and all that sort of stuff and like Visual K are just like kind of like hair big hair bands like they're just a lot like they're musical bands but they're very very big hairy <laughs> big hairy bands <laughs> I would say that's a pretty accurate description mm. Visual K it's kind of like they cosplay and put a lot of effort into their appearance mm. and the you remember Hyde, the rock star bloke I interviewed. Yes, uh, he was very much a pioneer of it or right. part of it in the nineties. Mm. But when I interviewed him, they wanted me to. They didn't let. They didn't have many requests during the during the whole thing. But one thing they did say was, "Let's not talk about Visual K too much," yeah, because he kind of feels. I think he's embarrassed by it. Uh, he doesn't want Visual K to overshadow the music, which of right. course it does a lot of the time. People think of the fashion and the glamour rather than the music itself, and he didn't like that. Mm. Um, the, yeah, the whole Gyaru culture is a bit It's kind of like, Gyaru is a bit like, um, you'd probably sort of say like British kind of, sort of not bimbo, but like kind of quite, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like very tanned, no, yeah, tanned, like big hair, tanned kind of, like lasses at the races kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Very, yeah. very tan girls, like very. I mean, astonishing. Only to wears look at. Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with a bit of a kind of turn of the millennium, uh, yeah, like turn of the millennium kind of emo vibe to it as well. It's fascinating. You know, yeah, very strange. I'm all for freedom of expression and appearance, but mm. just looks objectively shit. Why choose that shit. one? <laughs> why choose, out of all of them, why choose them? <laughs> it's yeah the, the girls that do it they sort of cake their face in sort of orange makeup yeah put on eccentric crazy eye like go and look at it mm. type in gyaru g-y-a-r-u and you'll see it's not a flattering look and it's not it's sort of looked down upon there's no doubt right. about that okay. like it's looked down upon within japan visual k is sort of it's quite rare to see it all of these things i feel were sort of really big in the 90s but sort of died off and uh, yeah, I, you really don't see Visual K that much, to be honest. Right. Um, which is, yeah. I think is kind of cool. I, I, I respect the the effort that goes into it. Do, but cosplaying I mean, is still a big thing. Yeah, all of these, I mean, I would say all of these. The problem with like stars like this is uh, it's not something I can ever adopt because my hair is so very thin. <laughs> so well, very the, thin. I can't have the, I can't have, I can't sort of make, I can't give my hair much volume. So I just look like a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the Colonel Sanders thing works better for you, for you than you think, Pete. Yeah, all right, the fine. Face, like the a, like like a ga- maybe I could be like a tanned sort of Gyaru Colonel Sanders vibe. I think that'd look amazing. It's a sort of Sea Dog VA video waiting in the wings, isn't it? <laughs> I became a Gyaru. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd love that. Yeah, from the man that brought us pole dancing comes, comes a sequel. Uh, one last question here from Simon. He says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. Simon from the magical land of Southend here, Ooh, ah, near to a I'm certain from? 
Pete Donaldson. Oh, that's where I am. I'm going on a road trip around Japan next year, and I've been wondering, Japanese people are known stereotypically for being placid, but is road rage a thing? Do people drive very calmly there, or should I expect occasional tailgating? Thank Ooh. you, guys. Simon. Uh, what does Simon get if he runs into you in South End, Pete? Um, you live there too. Uh, I'm, I'm quite. I do stay away from people, but I do, I do occasionally <laughs> drive quite fast into people. <laughs> I do, I know. I, I always have tarmac and wheel, tarmac and wheel, tarmac and wheel. But <laughs> I do drive too fast. <laughs> Bloody hell! Bloody hell! I've only been in the car with you once when you were driving, and I thought it was. It was interesting. Passable. I was glad Certainly to, a very messy car. <laughs> yeah, it was appalling. It, it was looked like, appalling. like a yeah. monkey had been let loose in there and <laughs> ravaged the fucking interior. Um, I think yeah, road, road rage in Japan is a thing, particularly in places like Chiba and Saitama. Mm. For some reason, I think Chiba is like one of the worst places in Japan for it. And wow. there was a lot of cases last year of, uh, of road mm. rage there, weirdly. But for the most part, I think Japanese drivers are good and mm. better than British drivers, or certainly slower. I don't know if they're better, but they're slower. Mm. Um, the only thing you've got to watch out for is elderly drivers, which make up a, a healthy, well, not necessarily healthy chunk, but a, a large proportion of the Japanese population are elderly. And I've nearly died at least six to seven times uh, yeah. at the hands of an elderly driver who just was not looking what they were doing. Um, so be wary of that. Mm. But other than that, it'll be good. And it's a fantastic country to drive around Japan. I absolutely love driving around it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. You've never driven that? in Japan yet, have you? No. Want to, though. Planning on. I'm going to get a big monster truck. Start scoot- you drive? scooting around. I'm going to run over a load of those uh, lads and lasses doing the Mario Kart thing. I'm going to just absolutely plough them. Oh, God. Plough into them. <laughs> They're back. They're, They're back. back. Have you seen them? Good. I've, I've seen, like, tweets and photos right. about the Mario Kart thing. Yeah. And that's, this, for those who don't know, there's a... A service called Mary Kart. I don't know if it's called that anymore. Probably mm. not. Uh, but you could dress up like a Mario character, ride around in a go kart, or basically pretend it's Mario Kart, yeah. uh, and then crash into things. <laughs> and famously, a few years ago, they crashed into Thanks. my favourite fish and chip shop oh. in Rapongi. And ever since then, I've had a vendetta against it. <laughs> had it been a burger restaurant, dear listeners, I wouldn't have been so phased by it. I would have been like, eh. American culture, but British culture, <laughs> fish and chip shop, the only good fish and chip shop, honestly, met its demise at the hands of a driver. It's not good enough. No. They did get rid of it for a time, but they're back now, and just, as I said in a video I made two months ago about it, there's so many better ways to see Tokyo, you know, hop on a bicycle, yeah. fucking get a bicycle, get a skateboard, roller skates, don't get in a go-kart <laughs> and drive around the world's biggest city. When it's a pretty fucking scary place to drive around Tokyo, <laughs> let alone a, a go-kart when if odds are you might be driving on the wrong side of the road if you're coming from most of the world's countries. Japan mm. drives on the, the British side of the road, so that will be a first hurdle. And then you're weaving in and out of traffic in Shibuya and Rapongi, and it's just not going to end well. And I don't think it's a good idea. And I can see why Nintendo sued the company Tim. because it didn't look good. It looked, almost looked like it was a Nintendo-endorsed thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, no. I wouldn't like to do it. It looks. I mean, it looks even more fraught with danger than my um, Fiat Five Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be an experience. Pete mm. Donaldson giving rides in his Fiat Five Hundred. <laughs> You've never ridden round um, Tokyo on a bike, though, have you? Um, you haven't done it. 
I've scooted around parts of it, I think. I hired one a couple of times um, and scooted around, but not like the main areas. Because you forget that like, you can just scoot around on the pavements with a uh, mm-hmm. with a little uh, with, with a little bike, which really helps. If you're a bit fearful of getting on the road, I mean, it's a great way to see the city, and also you are um, able to just, you know, cycle around the, um, cycle around the pavement. <laughs> which is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's the best option. Yeah. I did see um, a friend of mine did get hit on his bike the other day uh, mm. a guy called Josh in Japan uh, he's a streamer really nice guy from Australia he actually crashed into a car oh, uh, you, in Japan you're allowed to like the car was turning basically and he was coming up behind it and you're sort of the you have to defer to the cyclist as a driver in Japan right? right so if you're turning left you have to let the cycle pass and then you go this driver didn't really do that he just sort of carried on going and Josh uh, didn't break. Well, he didn't really break in time, and he smashed into the the left hand side of the of the car, right. and uh, didn't. It's quite. I felt really bad for him. And the video, he's like filmed it, and you can hear him moaning and crying in pain. Oh dear! And then the Japanese driver sort of gets out very slowly, and he's like, "You're right." It's just really <laughs> ridiculous video. Daijubu. But he got hate online for it. He got right. some hate online, being like, "Oh my god, Gaijin fucking cyclists go home." Yeah, and it was really. It was really unpleasant. Always so going to be the way, wasn't it? Always going to be the way. Foreign as well. <laughs> but the police, the, you know, the police were like, "Oh, the driver was in the wrong." Like mm. Josh himself said later on, he provided the video evidence, and the police said, "Yes, he probably were going a little bit too fast." Mm. I think Josh was going fifty kilometers per hour on his bike. Yeah, shouldn't have been but, doing a popping a wheelie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so he got he got all right. He's uh, he's okay, and mm. uh, they the. Uh, He's the driver of the car has to pay insurance yes, and stuff. So. Spike. Lovely. Happy ending there. Yeah. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back, guys, later in the week to do all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Braun Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.